1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts.
2: Here's a show that we recommend. Wherever you listen to podcasts,
1: ACAST helps
3: creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere.
2: ACAST.com. Chase Thomas Podcast, the Chase Thomas Podcast. (laughs) Um, My nephew needs me to record. See, I I already hate it. I hate it.
1: Alright, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Chase Thomas Podcast, where I'm still the aforementioned Chase Thomas coming to you live from Knoxville, Tennessee, everything school HQ. It is a Tuesday night, so that means Preds Power Hour is back on a tuesday no more weekend stuff we got football going on it's it's going to be too hard and also i'd rather get these in the middle of the week anyway more content for you guys on your morning commute here on a wednesday for you all so pretz power is back we still got a little ways to go for the nhl season to return but it will be here before you know it because everything uh in sports is coming back the weather's starting to feel a little bit uh mm-hmm. crisper Brian's in a jacket. Jeff's in a hoodie. Hockey season is going to be here before you know it. And to talk all things, sometimes Nashville Predators, not today, because there's not any Nashville news, as we talked about before we got started recording here. But we have our NHL divisional preview series continuing on here. And to do just that, Brian Baston of ontheforcheck.com, a very good Nashville Predators website
0: that you should go bookmark and support if you are not already, is here. Brian, good evening. How are you? I'm all right. It's been a, it's been a hectic, uh, last like month. I thought, you know, a few months ago, I was like, ah, the draft's over. Like things will chill out. I'll have some more time to deal <laughs> with stuff. And no, you know, you say something like that out loud and you pay for it every time, but we're here now. And I am, I am getting excited. was just, just telling, telling you guys full disclosure. I was like, man, I really have not paid attention to like hockey news in the last two or three weeks. And then Talking about it I was like there really wasn't there wasn't anything I didn't miss a single thing so <laughs> I feel a little bit better but it's good because now doing this getting in the swing of things and uh, yeah I can't wait I'm excited. Absolutely and also here as I put in his caption because
1: I <laughs> didn't know which one to pick of uh, the many places <laughs> that Jeff Middleton writes that uh, oh he is goodness everywhere because. If you type in Jeff Middleton, writer, you'll find all the places on Google. So you, uh, Renegades of pub, or you might find my dad, or,
3: or you might find my dad. Are you a, Jeff Middleton the II? Um, I'm a junior, and my okay. dad's a songwriter, so that would be. Oh, I didn't know that. Little, yeah.
1: What kind of music are we talking about here?
3: country music.
1: Interesting.
3: Mm. Hmm.
1: You learn something new about Jeff Middleton every <laughs> single week on this great program. Uh, Jeff, good evening. How are you?
3: i'm good i'm good it's good to be back it's been it's been too long
1: yeah are you musically talented at all did your dad try to get you into it or like how does that uh, well, work
3: in uh he, he never like forced me into it. either my mom my mom was never like you need to do this because your dad does it or whatever um i used to play the piano through like mm. middle school and then uh i just recently uh picked up a guitar um so you know i've been been learning that a little bit uh
0: I don't want to say it. That, this doesn't mean anything about you, Jeff. But you know, just thinking about it, you said your dad was a songwriter and stuff. But like, I was like, I know this kid's pretty good at sports. So I was like, I know he probably played. He played in high school. So like, he wasn't a band kid. Like, piano makes yeah. sense. Your parents are musicians. And I'm like, and he's a freshman at college. So that boy just bought himself an acoustic guitar. Yeah, <laughs> that man got yeah. ready. He's like it was a so-
3: sophomore year birthday present.
2: Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah well, yeah. I guess it
3: was. I guess it was freshman year birthday present. Yeah. My I was like. You know, I, I want to, I want to pick this up. I want to, I want to try it. Um, my Jeff, dad at his was first like,
1: Miami of Ohio party this fall.
3: <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> You're gonna... yeah. My dad That's was like, don't, was don't make, make this, it the same don't make joke. this a career. <laughs> yeah. He's like, don't as lo- You know what? He's like, have this as a hobby. Don't make it your career. I was like, okay. Uh, so I'll take that into consideration. I already got, I feel like I already got my, uh, my path figured out quote unquote. But yeah, go.
0: and like it's say, I'm gonna say like it's only and only like 20 years before I figured out that same path and being like, yeah, I can still do this in my third <laughs> mid 30s. Yeah, sure. <laughs> hey, we're all there's
1: no right timeline, and that's just honestly advice for everybody. Um, for the pursuit, like any, like just any and every podcast, like uh, that you get uh, that you folks listen to. I want it to be positive, and like if we can have uh, any kinds of letter uh, recommendations here in terms of really anything with journalism and sports podcasting writing everything else you can do it whenever you can start don't feel like it's too late with 52 23 there's no right time just do, just dive in it's uh there's never a good time and uh it's just the right time is right now so if you're thinking about uh, it just dive in
0: being completely honest and i've said this before you know in public is that like five years ago six years ago even like i really wasn't watching hockey at all Mm -hmm. um like i started watching the preds because i got on the bandwagon with the cup and then the next season I had a newborn. So I was, you know, sitting in the sitting in the, in the bedroom at night, you know, feeding all night long. So I'd sit there and just have a phone out there and, you know, no, no, not much of a background. I don't have these childhood memories of hockey outside of um, when I lived in North Dakota and go to go to UND games. Um, but it's very not. Oh, and the random Stanley cup final game I went to in Tampa. But, you um, know, <laughs> I don't have that. And if, you know, I tell people, and this isn't disparaging myself, but it is a little, but, if I can do this, I think anybody pretty much can. And that's and it's just a matter of, you know, what you want to do and how much you enjoy it, because if you love it, then it's it's easy to do. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, throw yourself out there. You don't have to start and be like, all right, I'm quitting my job. And I'm going to be a writer. I don't know that I would recommend that, but just get out there and do something no. in your spare time. If you're going to, I mean, if you're a person like, like I was where you would get on Twitter or, or message boards and you know, fire off like 30 different posts after a game. Like, yeah, that's like two articles. Like I have my editor, you know, I have Kate. She tells me all the time. She's like, you just tweeted like a 10 tweet thread. She's like, that could have been an article, Brian. So you can do it. So, you know, it's it's definitely something. But anyways, we're going to let's, you know, hope for the future for you guys um, and hope for the future for these teams, although some more than others, I guess. So absolutely.
1: Well, that's a nice lead-in like hey it's like a catch-up show because we've been away for a, a few weeks now so i'm glad that uh, we're we're just reconvening here and uh reminding the good folks uh why preds power works so well with jeff bryan and myself each and every week here on the chase thomas podcast uh if you have any preds questions for us you can tweet at us pod chase thomas on twitter you can email us at chase thomas podcast at gmail.com uh Going forward, look out for these every single Wednesday, taping these on Tuesday nights. Uh, so look out for that each and every week at this very time. Check us out on YouTube, well over 1.3 thousand subs on the YouTube channel. Um, so make sure you're locked in there. Full episodes, clips, shorts, all that good stuff. A lot of big shorts and TikToks and everything else coming up this fall that are literally in the chamber uh, right now. So check out all of that. Um, but yeah, love to hear from you guys. Chase on podcast at gmail.com or tweeted us, uh, Jeff, Brian, and myself and I'd be happy to talk about that on this very show. Uh Brian, the Atlantic, that's what we're doing this mm-hmm. week. Um You had a song, and the reason I'm starting with this particular team is that you said that you were going to talk about the Montreal Canadiens in uh, song form, which speaks to Jeff Middleton, who will be the judge here as someone who comes from a musically gifted uh, background. So I didn't know that we would have this uh, level of judge uh, on this very (laughs) program, but now we we have someone with some sort of genetic uh, musical taste here that I very much do not have. So Brian, (laughs) the floor is yours.
0: Oh, was just, I was just—I mean, yeah, I was going to say we're going to be talking about, of course, our uh, French Canadian neighbors to the north, uh, the Montreal uh, Canadians. And I told them jokingly, didn't think that this bit was going to continue on into the show <laughs> that I would just do it in the voice of the uh, the the chef from the Little Mermaid, you know, le mm-hmm. poisson. Yeah, yeah. So, and I can't—I can do one line because if I keep going, I will start doing the voice, and I don't need to do that on here. <laughs> mm. But yeah, but let's talk about Montreal. Um, okay. Let's yeah. So we, we're going in reverse order for mm. through the division. So we'll talk about the last place team. I think they finished 26th in the NHL. They were 31, 45 and six, 68 points. Um, you know, it was a team that they knew that they were going to be rebuilding. It's kind of weird, though, just to think about how quick the turnaround was from a Stanley Cup final appearance to nearly the bottom of the league. Um, but, you know, I think they're a team that has embraced the fact that they're rebuilding, which is something that is respectable that, you know, because, again, some teams refuse to to admit that that's what time it is. And uh, you see what happens when, when that happens. So, uh, you know, they're in a little bit of a turnaround turnaround here now. Um, got a couple of guys, not a huge, huge offseason um, signed Alex Newhook, which I think was I think I like that signing, uh, you know, pretty, pretty good for what this team is now. Um and, you know, guys like Jeff Petrie came in um, in the trade for um, <laughs> the trade for Mike Hoffman and Rem Pitlick uh, that sent them to to Pittsburgh. They got Jeff Petrie, Casey DeSmith and Nathan Lagarde and a second round pick, which is I, I mean, I, I as somebody who loves Rem Pitlick, Nashville's second leading Rem Pitlick, Pitlick lover behind Anne. uh like that seems like a pretty good return there. I think that was more just a uh, little bit of a salary dump or something for Pittsburgh, but they haven't done much. And so it's, it's, it's kind of the static team. We're, we're pretty familiar with where they at and what, you know, where they're at and what we're looking at. Um, but the good news is, is they've got, they've got some really good young players. And I think, you know, obviously we can't talk about the Canadians without starting by talking about Cole Caulfield, uh, short King. Um, he's, he's, you know, He's on pace to to be a a forty goal scorer, and Mm. um, you know we talk a lot lot before Forsberg and Duchesne had their years that uh, you know Nashville had never had a a forty goal scorer in their entire history twenty five years, and actually the Montreal Canadiens, you know all the good teams even they haven't had a forty goal scorer since nineteen ninety three. Wow! So Cole Caulfield looks like I didn't. Who was it in in ninety three? Oh gosh, you're killing me now, Uh, Vincent Damphouse. Okay, only because I had it pulled up. Yeah, uh, but yeah, but I mean, he's, he's played 83 games in his NHL career and he scored 48 goals, which is pretty ridiculous over, over half a goal a game. I mean, just really, really impressive for a kid that I think there was a lot of hype behind him and good hype behind him. But I think just the way he was taken in the draft and just the circumstances, I think a lot of people got that, oh, this guy, this kid's overrated, uh, or my favorite, he's too short to play hockey. Um, and he's 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 out there doing it. I mean, I think this is a guy that's going to be a centerpiece for that franchise. And they've got you know Alex Newhook again. Like I said, he'll be a good a good guy to to kind of assist in that part of the offense. Uh, Kirby Doc, who is phenomenal. I love him. I love his game. And Nick Suzuki. So I mean, there is a lot of players, young players on there that they can build a core around. Um, I think that this year that they've kind of realized they didn't make a lot ton of big moves or anything. Um, so they. I think they expect to continue to rebuild. I mean, they've got, you know, centers, they've got their Sean Monaghan, Jake Evans, Christian Dvorak, like they're they're not all gonna be there by the end of the season. And I think I think the prevailing thought is, you know, Sean Monaghan's basically trying to see what he can do, play real well so that way he can impress other teams because he kind of looks like one of those guys. It's just gonna be an inevitable trade deadline move for for Montreal. So uh you know they are a team that is martin st louis you know uh, behind the bench which is weird cuz like like i said the first nhl game he was he was on the team i was i was watching um you know you got joel armia who's didn't have a great year he's getting 3.4 million dollars a season so there's there's a lot of players that either have things to prove or young guys who are trying to prove that they belong and that they belong in the upper echelon of of, of this team but You know, there's just, again, there's not a ton. They've got a ton of great prospects, but I don't think too many of them are going to see significant time. Um, Goaltending, who knows? There's there's Montenball, there's Smith, and there's Jake Allen. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised just given what they've had to deal with with goaltender that they just, you know, I don't think they've got so many forwards and defenders that they just have to play that they can't carry three goaltenders to start the year. Um, And then, of course, you know, um, and I'm going to butcher his name, is it Slavkovsky first round pick Um, you know he's his rookie season wasn't great 39 games four goals 10 points I still think that he's he's going to be good like I, I there was nothing that I saw that was it just screamed more like young guy who's getting used to it than you know than a player who's in way above his head I think you know guys like him is one of those where he's probably been so good for so long that competition. He hasn't been around competition like this, you know, in a long time. And so I just, I think he's going to be a better, uh, a better player. Uh, it just may take a little bit of time, but I think what Montreal, Can- the Canadians have is, is plenty of time. So I don't, they're going to be in the bottom half of, of the Atlantic, if not the bottom one or like the bottom two. Um, I just don't see them being a very good team that's going to contend for anything. Uh, But that's okay because, you know, sometimes you have to go through these years to to get the better ones. And so I think they just stay on course and don't do anything too outrageous with, you know, at the deadline. And they kind of stock up a little bit. I think they'll be they'll be on their way because they've got some really good. They've got a really good young core. So,
1: Jeff. Thumbs up or thumbs down is your final answer on the Canadians offseason based on what Brian Uh just said.
3: I mean, I wish there was a thumb in the middle because I can't. Mm. I mean, it's like the gladiator I, gif where it's like yeah, oh, like the whatever. yeah. Um, it's hard because like, like Brian said, like I don't think there's gonna be a ton of improvement, but I also don't think that's that's what they want. I mean, if I'd I'd probably go thumbs up hmm. just because you know Alex Newhook is is a good player. Um, I thought that the the trade with with Pittsburgh was was fine. Um. And they're still young, you know. They have guys that can be useful. Um, yeah, I'd probably give them a thumbs up. I mean, it wasn't like crazy good, but it was, it was fine. It was solid.
0: Yeah, it's another one of those teams too, where like some of the players that have left may make the team a little bit better. Uh, guys like I don't know Dennis Um, You know that he won't he won't be playing for the Canadians anymore. So know, they might get a little better. In that first position. liner
3: Dennis Gorianov, second <laughs> liner. <laughs>
0: i'm sorry it's just that's too, my favorite meme that's my favorite it's just meme so it's so much fun to like to <laughs> poke you and let just knowing that you're gonna you're gonna go uh yeah oh, so, it's, I mean, it's, but, it's so good but again like if you're a montreal fan like yeah it's, it's rough but i mean considering the fact that the team again got to the cup finals kind of crashed back down to earth but the team kind of seems to be embracing the mentality that it's time to rebuild like you know, again, sometimes teams can go to the cup finals and not win it and then not admit to themselves that they need to be rebuilding for, you know, what, six, seven years. Yeah. And that's not that's not always fun. So <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about, but we'll move all. on. I It doesn't ring a bell, but, you know, <laughs>
1: mystery unsolved on this very program. Um, the Detroit Red Wings, Jeff, um, moving on up maybe a little bit. It wasn't that long ago that this was a roster in a situation that I think we looked around the league terrible gm situation um really wouldn't commit to uh a long-term rebuild it's where the red wings and you see this in sports where like certain franchises and their history kind of blinds them uh to rebuild and painful rebuild um and then there's like the like for instance brian i was i didn't want to say the dallas cowboys but there <laughs> are teams uh big teams and big logos like the red wings logo is just iconic and they're an mm-hmm. iconic franchise so i think it's just a little bit harder when teams like them and the blackhawks and a few others uh accepting that they need to do a a full-on teardown but it seems like uh the Detroit Red Wings, the Detroit Red Wings are moving in the right direction. But what say you on their offseason, Jeff Middleton?
3: I mean, I thought they had a great offseason. Um I think this season is is very important. Um, not just for you know the roster, um, for their young guys. They're gonna need Lucas Raymond to to get it, you know, back into gear last year. He wasn't like the world beater that everybody thought he could be after his excellent rookie season. Um, you know, they're gonna have to see some younger guys step up. Uh, you know, Marco Casper could make the roster out of camp if he plays well enough. Uh, Simon Edvinson that'll be interesting to see what he can do. And Elmer Soderblom, those are two big old, big old Swedish guys that can really play hockey. Um, and they're really skilled too. Um, you know, Elmer Soderblom, he had, he, I mean, he made some he made a pretty big impact on the team um, last season when he got into games, Um, you know, not just physically, but his skill for a guy, his size is is out of this world. Um, And Edmondson, you know, he's high draft pick. He's a guy that, you know, he's going to be an offensive driver on that blue line, but then, you know, they need to just see more steps taken from him to um, just, you know, solidify himself in an NHL, in an NHL lineup. but I mean, the big, the big name is, is, uh, Alex to hmm. Um, you know, he was <clears throat> floated around Nashville, floated around, you know, this some very other programs. That's right. This very program. Like he, you know, he was, he was the talk of the town. Um, you know, that, not that we thought anything was like really going to happen, but, um, it was an interesting thought kind of exercise to see whether or not he'd, he'd, uh, come to Nashville or if he was, you know, if the rumors were true that he really just wanted to play in his hometown. Um, uh, but yeah, so he's, he's going to be, you know, a leader on that team. He's still, he's still a young guy, but um, you know, he's, he's going to have to take a, another step. And and I think he can do that. I mean, Dylan Larkin, he's only getting better. Uh, he's mm-hmm. been pretty consistent, you know, for a, a while now, David Perron's still there, Andrew Kopp. Like they have a good, I mean, they have a solid lineup. Um, you know, Michael Rasmussen, uh, has looked, looked better. Um, Clem Kostin they, they acquired JT Comfer. They paid a lot of money for, um, but yeah, I think, I mean, I think they're, they're Steve Iserman is building or continues to build a, a solid roster. Um, but you know, I, there have been questions, uh, that whether or not, you know, is, is uh, is steve eiserman really like is the Iser plan going as well as you know people really think it is or is it just the fact that it's steve eiserman and he made these great moves and like you know is it a, is it a facade basically like is mm-hmm. is the talk around steve eiserman because he's steve eiserman and not because he's made all these insane moves it was just like one or two of them that really kind of you know, put in his, put in people's mind that he's like this fantastic GM, which I think he is a really good GM. I don't think, I don't think it's like, you know, I don't think that's really it, but there, I mean, I think it's fair to ask, you know, you've had, you know, three seasons of Steve Iserman or, or however many, and we've seen improvement, but you know, last season they, they were still, they still had a losing record. You know, they were mm. expected to contend for a wild card spot and they didn't do that. They finished 24th in the NHL. Um, but yeah, I think, I think this season is, is a really big one. I think they need guys to step up. I think they need, you know, I think they need 40 goal Alex to bring it back. I think they need Lucas Raymond to, to be Lucas Raymond again, you know, 50, 60 point guy with strong, you know, with, with better defensive numbers. Cause his defense, I don't, if I remember correctly was not very good. Um, it hasn't, and as it hasn't been very good. Um, and I I would. I think Red Wings fans would love to see what those young guys can do. Um, I. I think that that would be. Uh, you know, that would be helpful for them to kind of see what the top of their prospect pool looks like. But it would also be you know, you're bringing in these these young guys that are, you know, energetic, fast. They have an offensive mindset. You know, they're trying to score. Um, you know, they're 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 going to be a fun team to watch. I think. Um, but you know. A lot of a lot of the talk around Detroit this season and this offseason has been one improving the roster and two getting statistical improvements and how to how to get that.
1: I like it. I like it. The Red Wings are going to be interesting going into next year. Um we'll end the Red Wings thing, unless you have something else to add, Brian. Well, I was
0: going to say, like, I, I see what you're saying, and, and, and especially like, you know, on this very program, we've talked about, you know, giving GMs too long of a leash, you know, mm. for, it's year three and, and it's Detroit. They weren't, you know, in the best of places when he took over. Like, you know, you've got guys where a GM, you know, NH, an NFL, you get a new GM, they go in there and they can make these decisions in the draft. And these are guys that come in and impact your team immediately. Mm. A GM comes in and, you know, Barry Trots, he's not good. We're going to have no idea if his, the draft strategy was, you know, was it, you know, how it actually worked out for two, three, maybe four years. Mm. And so, like, I, I it's. He hasn't, you know, you look at it and just like I haven't seen a ton of just like bad head scratching moves for Detroit. I mean, I don't blame them for the uh, Nadelkovic uh, signing. Like I thought he was going to be a, I thought that was a great move when it happened. And I still don't I'm still not entirely convinced that, that he's that he's washed now. But, hmm. um, you know, you got you got guys like Mo Sider and all them like it's there's there's things there. And, and like, honestly, sometimes in the NHL, if they didn't make a dumb decision, that's a victory. So, you know, I think that what they've been doing and like, yeah, things are going a little bit slower and the hype because it is Steve Iserman, which I think 100% is because he's Steve Eiserman. the hype got people, you know, kind of drinking the Kool-Aid a little bit early, which is fine. But, you know, I, I don't I don't think I would hold this against him. I mean, I wouldn't I'd be completely fine with letting it run for like three more years unless something just terrible happens or something just obviously goes bad i think that you don't you don't sign a guy like that to and give him the keys to the, to this historic franchise and give him th- four years or three years so also yeah and uh i forgot what i was gonna say otherwise so go ahead
1: chase <laughs> sorry well the last thing here i think this could be fun uh thumbs up thumbs in the middle or thumbs down brian on the red wings
0: Oh, I think, like Jeff said, thumbs up. I mean, okay. the, the getting it was was huge. Uh, that wasn't... I, I thought it was going to involve a whole lot more compensation in order to get it anywhere. And it was, what it was second round pick, and then, what, two or three players? I think that was it. Uh, let's see here. It was... Uh, that's a good question, actually. I'm not sure. Usually I'm uh, good with this. Yeah, stuff, but... it was uh, if, uh, Kubelik, uh, Sabrango, a first round, and a fourth round.
3: Forgot they traded Kubelik. That sucks. See, I yeah. loved him last year. He was good. Although I guess I mean Jonathan Bergerin's gonna be in there. Fabry's coming back healthy.
0: Yeah. They, they but, got
3: Daniel Sprong, who I love. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I think they'll be okay. But I liked I like Dominic Kubalik. I like his yeah. fit there.
0: Um yeah. So I mean, like I, I like that. I mean, just from that, again, they got that signing. You know, there was a lot of I think there's a lot of pressure now because we all saw what happened with Kachuk. You mm-hmm. know, which Again, it's unrealistic to think that like that's a move that everybody can make and have those results. But you know, DeBrinket's a young guy. You know, one of the like like Jeff has with you know his guy over there Kubelik, Like sometimes I can tolerate players from from Chicago, and and DeBrinket was one of them. And he's one of those guys I've I've always liked. Uh, but again, we'll revisit the subject of uh a free agents that that I personally missed out on uh, a, f- a few teams down as as we get down here. So. There yeah, you go good, good offseason i like i like theirs for sure the ottawa senators
1: brian a team that um ownership questions for years what was going to go on there that's kind of hovering over them they have just kind of felt very irrelevant in the nhl the last few years they just are the forgotten canadian team i feel like everyone's got a take on so many different canadian teams and the ones that just get lost in the shuffle it's like we'll get back to Ottawa when they're sold like everything was just like let's see Ottawa with new ownership and then we'll we'll dive back into that and it it kind of gave me back some memories of the Atlanta spirit owning the Thrashers where it was yeah. like just get the spirit out of here and then we're really talking then things will and that, that that did not go that way uh Brian what about this particular franchise is it is it going in the right direction direction and was that a fair characterization of what's going on with the senders over the last few years
0: well I, I will say this that i cannot blame you for not knowing things about you know stuff going on in ottawa two three years ago that's not you know you're you're not a, a dedicated hockey guy I remember the sense. uber ride yes i was going to say though but mm-hmm. if you do want to go back and look i promise you you can get maybe a good hour hour and a half of just solid like really good time laughing and mm. just the one after another misfortunes and things that happened up there. So I wouldn't say, I, I think at this point, I think they're pretty happy if they want to be, if they'd be the forgotten Canadian team at this point. Um, I, I think that they're what next week they'll be voting on to approve the sale of the senators mm-hmm. or like that um, which I it was so weird. How many like weird celebrities got involved and in all that other stuff but uh you know it's it's a team that's not been in a good place for a, a while it's they've they i mean i think what i think we two years ago i did a preview and kate kindly politely asked me to take out the words this team is a dumpster fire this organization is a dumpster fire out of it which i did but the the sentiment still stayed um but you know again like they sent off um you know the it's it's a team that they've got some some great young guys, kind of like um, kind of like Montreal. I mean, of course, you start with you know the big uh, team Tim Stutzel, which again another guy that I was really high on because I listened to a lot of smart people who know their stuff at the draft. <laughs> but I was pretty high on, and I liked what I saw of him. Um, I mean, he's what th- last last season thirty nine goals. Like, like so imagine he could hit hundred points next year. Yeah, he had 90 points last year. But, I mean, think about this. Like, he's what he he was, he's been in the league, what, three seasons now? Two seasons? Mm, three seasons. Like, he could have, if he had been, like, imagine him being drafted by Nashville. He could have been the franchise leader in goals for Nashville. It, you know, like, just, just thinking about that. Like, he's a guy that's got, like, I know we get excited about some of our guys. But, like, the guy came in and scored 39 goals, which is not an easy thing to do. Like, th- yeah, of course, there's guys that do it every single year. But it's not something that's you know a great thing and he's going to be playing with Brady Kachuk and and Vladimir Tarasenko you know and so i'm not sold on Tarasenko and him being the same guy that he used to be um i don't think Ottawa needs him to be a game changer because i don't think Ottawa's going to be in the business of changing many games mm. uh but you know again they you know goaltending has not been a big thing uh recently and so you know they've had it was Anton Forsberg in there but also they brought in uh Unis Korpsalo and you know long time uh blue jacket which yeah sure i mean my I favorite i actually
3: didn't mind that i, I thought, mean you know, he was good with la
0: he was so. fine he was fine i think i was never i was never really huge on him but it's you know that's it's a good stopgap he's not a bad goaltender let's put it that way like he that's not putting them in like it's not going to be like the a huge weakness for him um but, you know, again, you know, outside of Stutzel, you've got, you know, a couple of other th- things and like a team that looks like they could be better. I just don't see that as, as you know, I've seen a couple of, of, of places and some writers talking about how they think that they're going to, they're going to, you know, finish like top three in the division. And I was just like, I, I can't see that. Um, but I will say they did make one other addition. I'm just going to do this kind of just as a shout out, personal shout out. But uh, their new director of analytics, uh, uh, Sean Tierney who Mm. him and i on uh on twitter doing tableau stuff like kind of got started right about the same time and him and i would talk and of course like i it was me asking about 80 percent of the questions to him uh but he was an amazing guy great guy wanted he was one of the i think the people that was always reaching out to see if i needed help on something or to learn something or give me some information uh went up and worked for sport logic for the last what four three four seasons and then now um, you know, Ottawa, they would had that article come out, what, five or six years ago about how Ottawa has been like this homegrown hotbed for like analytics experts in hockey. Uh, you know, mm. Micah, uh, you know there's, they had Micah McCurdy there uh in their backyard they had Manny um who you know who who's I think he's working in baseball now, but he he was the one who started like the first big uh after war on ice, you know, with Corsica. Uh just all these guys are from from that area and Ottawa was completely you know, they had this philosophy of like, they don't care about analytics. They're not gonna even bother with it. Um and it, so this it was really cool to see, not just because again, this is a guy that I that, you know I really respect and like, but two, it's like, hey, Ottawa's starting to turn the corner. You're seeing more and more NHL teams slowly start to build up their analytics departments, which again being a nerd who lives in his mom's basement i love that so
1: yeah i like it uh jeff do you go thumbs up thumbs middle thumbs down on the senators
3: um i'd probably go like thumbs up but not barely i mean i think i'm more optimistic about eunice Corpusalo than brian is Mm -hmm. uh i mean he had a 921 safe percentage and la and a 9 11 safe percentage in columbus last year so playing in front of that playing behind that columbus team with that you know that safe percentage i mean i haven't looked super in-depth at his you know other goaltending metrics and but the last i checked i th- thought they were you know pretty good considering the situation he was in before he went to la um they just re-signed jake sanderson to a super long deal um i thought that was okay i mean he's going to be really good. He is really good now. And him and Thomas Shabbat and Jacob Chikrin, those three guys in a def- in a defense core is, is nuts to me personally. Like I having watched the Nashville predators with Ryan Ellis, PK Subban, Roman Yossi and, you know, this Matias Ekholm, like, you know, all these, all these guys coming through, like, uh, I feel like I have a pretty, you know, I, I have a bias towards, you know, fun defense cores and that's definitely one of them um yeah i think you know they figured out what to do with alex to bring it you know i thought the return was a little bit uh you know mediocre at best Mm -hmm. um but you know they they're not going into the season with that hanging over their head and they can just go in with their young guys um and they're you know they're you know tim stutzla is a phenomenal player he's Mm -hmm. he's so good um you know, he's, he's their he's their backbone. Um, yeah. I, I think, I think they were, I think they were, you know, slightly above average this, this off season.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I, I did save one player I didn't want to talk about. Cause I wanted to ask you and get your opinion, Jeff. Uh, what is your opinion on, uh, on Josh Norris?
3: Ooh, I do like, I do love me some Josh Norris. Mm. I, I'm a big I, you know, he's, he's not a guy that's going to like jump out at you a lot. Mm-hmm. but oh my gosh he is so fun i i'm a big josh norris fan I'm a, i also love uh i think a guy that was also not mentioned that deserves to be mentioned was uh shane pinto he is he's he's gonna be a, i think you know i think yeah. they're looking for a big step out of him too um yeah, but yeah if, if josh Norris can come back and and be the josh norris that like we know
0: mm-hmm.
3: um and that we've seen before you know he they're gonna be i think i think him and him and stutzla together like, I think I think those guys are going to be a, a, a solid, you know.
0: Well, I, guess, I think you're right. But I the, the, I think, again, the question is, do you think he is Josh Norris going to be back? Do you think he is that that good player who scored 35 goals two years ago? Or do you think that that was a flash in the pan? Um, Make a prediction. I, hot take out here.
3: Hot, hot take. Um, let's see. That's a that's a good one. Uh, let's see. I think he scores 30.
0: That's a, mm, that's I, a, that's a I don't think year. he gets
3: i don't think he gets 35 but i think he'll get
0: to 30. okay all right I'm i'd be i'd be if him, i'm but
3: if i'm a sense fan i would be content with 25 to 30 goals from him
0: yeah
3: okay. maybe yeah, just because my, I, have br- PTSD. My hot take.
0: I was gonna say i just have ptsd from from players uh that you know we're in the in the US development program and stuff like that because it seems like that was just that's all that Nashville was going to take for a while yeah. was guy that and guys from the northeast uh, universities so i don't know i I, mean, I, it, I i like his game and was pleasantly surprised by it but i mean looking at him kind of looking at, at you know the metrics and other stuff it, it nothing nothing jumps out at me i think mm. for him like so much like i think he there's things that i mean again last season may have been you know he was hurt but I just a, a, he doesn't seem like a guy who is excelling in any one thing, which is not a bad thing. But there's just something that, like when you watch certain guys, like you know, there's something about their game that you're just like it grabs your attention. And again, he is a exciting player, but I think there's there's a lot of, there's a handful of those guys out there, and I don't know. I just I'm not sure that he's it's he's going to it's going to be. Uh, I don't think it, know if the environment's great. We'll see. I don't know. I, I just. It was. It's a gut feeling. I think more than anything. And the more I talk about it, the more I realize that I did not have as much of an argument as uh, Jeff did, pre- prepared for this.
3: <laughs> well, I think it's. I think it's interesting just because you know he's, he's Stutzler's a center. Um, so oh, he's been playing center. I think he I mean, I think he was drafted as a winger, but, um, you know, Stutzla is going to be up there with, with Kachuk and, and, and Tarasenko, probably on that first liner, Tarasenko is going to be down with Norris, um, and Giroux. I, I, like, I think, I think, you know, I think it will depend on, on Giroux and, and Batherson. I mean, we know what, we know what Kachuk can bring. He's, you know, he's going to score his goals. He's going to get to the front, um. But, you know, I don't think Claude Giroux is going to be a guy that's, you know, scoring a bunch of goals. I think mm-hmm. he's going to be the one that's setting it up. Um, and if, if Norris can, you know, if Norris can get on that first power play unit, um, you know, I think I I don't know if he will be considering they have Tarasenko there now um, and is the center. But still, I mean, if he's playing on the second unit with, I would assume, you know, Kubelik and and Batherson. Mm -hmm. um or one of those two guys like i mean i could see him putting up you know 10, 12 power play goals um i don't know what i don't know what he put up the other year i guess or the year that he scored 35 i guess that would be um the question um but you know he's i like his game a lot i feel like you know i I feel like he's kind of sneaky skilled um in certain areas um Mm -hmm let's see yeah he scored in 2021-22 he scored 16 power play goals and 19 even strength goals um yeah i mean you know it'll be interesting he shot let's see his career shooting percentage is 18.5 percent that's gonna be mm,
0: that's gonna that's gonna stay the same i'm sure throughout his whole career
3: yeah i'm sure definitely <laughs> that's that's you know that's what we all said about tanner you know right and that worked out
0: oh, uh right um, you yeah, I mean, mean it, guy traded for a first round pick Tanner to he must've been good.
3: That's right. He was trade. He wasn't just traded for a first round pick. He was traded for a, an entire draft class. That's right. So, Ricky Williams, Tanner, Ricky <laughs> Williams,
0: you that's
3: right. Um, yeah, I think it'll be interesting. I mean, um, the, the year he scored 17, uh, it was COVID year. They played 50, 56 games. Uh, he shot 17%, um, or he, no, he shot, uh, 15%. Um, he uh you know or wait no i'm looking at the wrong guy oh my gosh uh yeah he shot 17% and he was on pace for about 25 goals so you know i think it'll be interesting um yeah i mean i could i could see it i i just you know i, I think a lot of it would depend on special teams to be honest with you i think that would be where the emphasis would be placed on him and you know if he can if he can get back from like fully like to full health i think that'll be also
0: I'll I'll say this because I was, you know, I felt like I was pretty lukewarm on, on them throughout this whole thing. I will say this. This will be a hot take. I think the Ottawa Senators get the eighth seed and make the playoffs next season. Mm. I do think so. I do think they do that. And I think it's a perfect time for that to happen for them as an organization, as a franchise, as in transition. So I think they've got a really great future ahead of them. There's just, I've got questions. I just don't see this. And again, like, you know, a team, a, a team that can just kind of barely scrape by and get into the playoffs, make win, win, maybe win one round. Like, I know what those look like. I'm pretty intimately familiar with those, those middle of the range teams. And, and it's, that's what this is. But again, that's not because they've got a whole bunch of aging veterans and guys they're trying to get, you know, for one last ride. these is, this is a team that's, you know, completely different from a few years back. Um they've got so much young talent. I mean, I, I think, you know, I think Stuitsel's gonna be getting some Selkie votes this next season. So yeah, it's I think this is gonna be a, a better team than I think a lot of a lot of expect. But I mean it's not a not a super easy division either. So
3: I'll just say I think I think the easy prediction next season is they're not as bad as some people say they are but they're not as good as senators. Twitter thinks they are right. So that's, that's where I, that's where I'd hang my hat.
1: Yeah. I like it. Um, Let's move to the Buffalo Sabres, Jeff, where um, they're having a normal week with uh, their owner and things are great as always in Buffalo uh with the sabers um a well-run organization that has been well-run for a very long time that uh, <laughs> has never really had any problems in the national hockey league sir uh is that all correct is that uh, is that the current state of the uh buffalo sabers based on what's happened this off-season for them
3: uh you nailed it it's all normal <laughs> uh no i mean i think I, buffalo's buffalo's going to be a fun team you know they they're, they're they've been kind of the hang around the wild card spot and then not make the playoffs for the last couple of years. Um, But they're just, you know, they have, they're kind of similar to the senators in that they have a young core. um, You know, they have some, some older guys um, that are, you know, that want to be there that want to, that want to play there. Uh, You know, Alex Tuck is probably the, the, you know, the name vet Alex Tuck and Jeff Skinner actually are probably the two name veteran guys, um, that are, you know, performing well, um, and want to be there. And they've, they've kind of instituted the culture along with, you know, Kyle Ocposo, obviously their captain, um, who resigned this off season. Uh, so good for him. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that they've got, I mean, everybody knows, you know, Tage Thompson is Page. unreal. Tage Thompson is that's un- a star name. Tage Thompson's a star
1: name. He also could yeah. be the quarterback of Texas Tech. It's uh, yes. you it can go one of two ways with that name. Yes.
0: Yeah. No, you're right. I was going to say Georgia, but I think Texas Tech is more. Is, that's more apt. That's Cliff Kingsbury, like Texas yes. Tech quarterback, right? One hundred percent. But no, NHL I just, good player. He's
3: just yeah. He's he's just you know he's a man of many talents uh, and a man of you know large stature. Uh, he's so skilled like you know you wouldn't think that a guy yeah you, you know i talked about elmer soderblom and and simon edvinson you know they're they're tall fellas but mm-hmm. like they're tall and skilled fellas i should say but oh man you know you watch one game at you watch one game of, of tage thompson and you are you're hooked immediately oh like yeah and
0: it was just really great too because it's like i think when he got there like when he got there you know, the hype there was some hype, but I think just from Sabres fans. But it was one of those where it's like, you know, we're like a lot of people, they're just gonna get together and they're like, We're just we're just gonna hype this dude up. Like he's just a fan favorite type of guy. Like we're gonna sit there and tell that, you know, he you know, he chopped down thirty trees with his own hands, that type of, you know, that kind of stuff. And then watched it come true. Like not just like eye tests, but like his analytics. I was gonna I think- say, I
3: mean, he was a bust. Like yeah, he was the- not good for the for St. Louis <laughs> before getting traded.
0: And then, like, even the twins over at uh, Evolving Hockey were just like, we've never seen a jump in a player that's, like, consistent, you know, just, like, all of a sudden he's a completely different guy and he's so fun to watch. And my favorite thing is, is, like, if you look at, like, Sabre's Twitter and then Bill's Twitter... It's it's the Spider Man pointing at each other. The there's, there's, the teams have a lot of that same type of a feel to them. The fan base do like they're rowdy, and mm. you know you get a guy like Tage. I mean Tage just that's it's perfect. I mean that's kind of a that it, he fits really well, you know, kind of in that thing. So like they're fun, like you said, Jeff. They're they're gonna be fun.
3: Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, they're just they're a young. I, I will say I love I love the bottom of the Atlantic, like the bottom half of the Atlantic, just because it's these young teams that are fast and they're 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 play a style of game that's easy on the eyes. Um you know Tage Thompson almost scored 50 goals last year. He had 94 points. And then you had three other guys who had 30 plus goals. You had Alex Tuck with 36 goals last year, which is (laughs) nuts.
0: That's crazy. Uh, And
3: it ended with 79 points. Uh, Jeff Skinner had 35 he got back to his old ways ended second on the team with points with 82 and then Dylan Cousins out of nowhere with thirty thirty one 31 goals 37 that's assists like, for I don't think that's gonna points. happen again <laughs> I mean, it might not, but he was phenomenal last year. Yeah. Like either, like on both, I mean, he did, he played his game and he was rewarded with 31 goals and it, it you know, they had a guy, Victor Olsson, had 28 goals. Like, you know, he's big, he's a power play guy, but yeah. still 28 goals is nothing to scoff at. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's Owen power is going to be, you know, he played 79 games last year, had 35 points, 31 assists. Like, you know Jack Quinn, J.J. Paterka, Peyton Krebs, like all of these guys. They're they're Henry Yokiharu, They're all young. They're all fast. They all play a skill style of game. And then in net, you have Devin Levi, who made an impact last year at the NHL level. Uh, you know he he only played seven games, but he had ended with a you know nine oh five safe percentage, um, and he won five of his seven games played. Um, And then Uko Pekalukinen, who I'm sure they would have liked to see play better in the 33 games that he played last year. Um, But, you know, he's a young kid, too. Like, there's just so much room for these guys to improve. And, you know, not saying that some of their, you know, I don't think Zach Benson's going to make the lineup this year. But Mm -hmm. that's an add, man. That's an add to the prospect pool that was already... You know they already have a team full of young guys that have graduated from the pool to to the nhl roster and benson you know benson was the name of the draft for them last for Mm. this past this past year um yeah yeah, i mean i i love them i think you know i think if ottawa i think it's going to be a dogfight between them and ottawa for that for those those wild card spots or that last wild card spot for sure
0: I, I will say there's two names that you didn't mention. I'm kind of glad you didn't. Was one is the current? I think one of my favorite names in the entire NHL, which is Zemgus Gergensen, which I still don't <laughs> think is a real name. Um, no offense or anything to that. It just seems like somebody just hit the keyboard. Um, but you got, I mean, he got he got a you know 2.5 million dollars, and I think he's been a pretty good role player. But the guy, you know, as much as I said I had some doubts in Josh Bailey uh, or Eunice Car- Corposalo, I'm gonna go ahead and throw out another one. But the opposite, and I still think Peyton Krebs is gonna be a good hockey player. I oh, think i agree 100 hockey player and he hasn't quite shown it and he in his last year you know before he hits he's a restricted free agent but like i was i, I don't know like i was kind of surprised that vegas traded him and like because i thought he was going to grow into being like the perfect kind of guy for for uh for that system over in, in las vegas so i i really like him um you know i still i still think you know that Rasmus Dalling is is just a excellent, excellent defenseman. I think that he's gonna I think be a he guy. Ends
3: up, I think he ends up top five in Norris votes next year.
0: Okay, all right. I, ended, mean, I mean, he he ended eighth this past year. So yeah, I mean, yeah, and that's I mean, cause, uh, yeah, it's it's, it's I another think, bold prediction, but I'll, you yeah, know, but yeah, I mean, I, I I'll stick my it. limb out for him. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I'm curious, but I think I think Peyton Krebs is one of those guys that I actually. Again, I there's a handful of guys that I can say I watch them. You know, in juniors or something, and Krebs is one. You know, Krebs is one of them. And I, I just I love the way he plays. Um, they, his name allows me to make nerdy science jokes. Uh, it's it's really good. So I don't know. I think they're I think they're a really fun team. And honestly, you know, I I think with the top half of the division, I think that one or two of these teams might be due to kind of tumble down a little bit. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see Buffalo and Ottawa in. Mm. That's a
1: really positive think, yeah. pod on the Central Division, th- or <laughs> on the, um what, what did I just say, the uh, Atlantic Division. It's about uh, to get real negative, far.
3: I'll tell you that much.
1: That's one, two, I mean, and we haven't even, and for the good folks uh, uh, keeping score here at home, we have not gotten to the Panthers, <laughs> the Lightning. The maple leafs and the bruins here in the final four and this has been a very positive uh portion of the program but i think this is a good lead-in to those big four uh the big four of the division i mean the panthers obviously from basically one of the great hockey stories that people why they tune into the nhl postseason if you're a casual is stories like the florida panthers where you just you just never know. And the Panthers just kept surviving and then the community growing more and more uh, like, oh, they're going to do this. And that was really cool to see the Panthers community just being like, oh, should we buy in? Should we buy in? All right, we're all the way bought in uh, by the very end of it. But um, of the big four here, and I think it's a good uh, contrast to the rest of the division, it's like where the wind's coming when you look at just how strong the Atlantic is at the moment here. Um, but when we look at the Panthers, Brian, what are we looking at? Do you think... They've had an off season that lends itself to a better regular season and a situation where they are going to be a force to be reckoned with for the foreseeable future
0: so Jeff, if you're wondering why I signed the teams the way they did,
3: I know why it, it was hard for I me to give why. up it
0: was hard for me to give up Buffalo, but I had to have Florida because I'm going to tell yes. you. The Florida There's Panthers one guy had it, that I know this is gonna be they had an incredible off season um, <laughs> incredible. incredible incredible off season maybe the best <laughs> free agent the best signing in in all of hockey <laughs> in the last decade um mm-hmm. no but they did and they got they got my boy Evan Rodriguez um again I talked about Evan Rodriguez I talked about Alex to I have to probably just stop talking about guys that I want to come to Nashville because I think that's the problem but I mean this is a team that's that squeaked in um 42, 32 and eight in the regular season, then lost four to one, in, you know, to Vegas in that in the finals, their team that was, um, high pace, you know, they high scoring. I think they were six in the league and, uh, you know, goals, goals per game, um, not kind of bottom half, mid half of the league, as far as defensively decent power play PK kind of had left a lot to be desired, I think. But I mean, they controlled. They controlled play. I mean, they're third in the league in and, and shot a uh, Corsi percentage. You know, they, they were dominating shot attempts uh, on, you know, on a night, nightly basis, you know, goals, ex- expected goals. I mean, they, they were eighth, um, you know, they are eighth in the NHL in goals, but fifth, you know, expected goals. So There's a team that kind of left a couple, they left some of that stuff, you know, out there on the ice that could have been goals. And, and, you know, again, you got, you've got alexander barkov who is just is immortal never going to die he's going to score 90 points it's just it happens um you know carter verhay verhay verhage sorry um you've got you know sam reinhardt of course there's there's kachuk always you know there's just there's so many there's so much that they did that you know again like this is me being again the, the evan rodriguez liker here i mean like he's probably gonna be on the third line you mm-hmm. know and and that's because again you've got you know. You know, you know what the first line is going to be. You got Reinhardt, uh, Anton Lundell, who's a guy, uh, another young guy who I quite haven't given up on yet, you know, as far as I think he's going to be a star. And you got, you know, Forsling, Ekblad, Kulikov, uh, OEL, you know, Brandon Montour. These are these are pretty good teams. And then you've got, a, and you've got in net, you've got maybe, you know, a guy that has been surprisingly, you know, off and on. Like he just, he'll have a kind of a couple down years and then pop back up and be amazing. in Sergei Bobrovsky. And then maybe, maybe the, the best young goaltender right now, like prospect wise, although I don't know if we can consider him a prospect from too much longer in Spencer night. Um, mm. You know, he's, 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 he's fantastic. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, full-on, you know, on the Askarov train being the greatest goaltender of all time. But Spencer Knight, like, he's he's a lot of fun to watch. He's a very, very good goaltender. I mean, and so this is the team that's going to, you know, come out in the first power play unit. You know, Kachuk, Barkov, Reinhardt, Montour, Ekblad. That's a pretty good power play. And that's your first unit. You still have Lundell, Rodriguez, and Verhey Verhe- like, Orsling on the second, probably. That's, they've got it. And, and, and you know, it's, I I always liked... I liked Paul Maurice and I'm not sure why I liked him as a coach. I can't, I mean, like it, it didn't, you know, we all saw what happened with Winnipeg and everything and what looked like it was happening with Florida, but I think it, it works out real well. And, you know, again, there's been three players that have scored um, 200 points or more in the last two seasons. It's Connor McDavid, Leon dry Matthew Kachuk. So I, mean, they, I think they are really well set up success i don't think this they don't look like a team that is going to slip far and like all of a sudden crash back down to earth i could see that you know it mm. took them a, quite a bit to claw their way back up you know to get into the playoffs even um you know they they weren't really a team that that kind of dominated towards the end they just they, they were able to win these games but it wasn't something where like all of a sudden they became this team was on fire that happened in the playoffs but i, I don't see them regressing very much and honestly i don't I think that if there's any team that we still have left to talk about, I think this one has a, could have the most potential to be much better than they were last season. Not necessarily with the result of their season, but you know, as far as like winning the cup. But I think that they're going to be the one. I think one of the teams that takes like the biggest steps forward in terms of success. You know, over this season.
1: I like it. Uh, do you tend to agree there, Jeff? Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs middle. What is it?
3: Uh yeah, I mean I'd agree. Uh, I thought they had a you know thumbs up off season. Um I, I think I mean there's there's no getting around the fact that they have some you know major weapons. Um you know Carter Hagee is is thriving uh mm-hmm. down there. Um you know, Matthew Kachuk's just gonna be Matthew Kachuk, Alexander Barkov's gonna be Alex Bar- Alexander Barkov. Um I think I think it'll be interesting to to see how Bobrovsky, how he performs not not saying that he's gonna be you know
0: garbage but how he performs as a backup which we let's be honest
3: yeah i, th- I mean i think uh, it,
0: it's night's gonna be a net i think opening night
3: it, it's it's i mean i would i wouldn't put it past, <laughs> opening
0: night sorry
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, no i mean i think i think now you know Bobrovsky is at the top kind of I don't want to say like at the top of he was at he's at the top of people's minds when it comes to the Florida Panthers you know he was you know part of the reason that they even got to where they were in the first place um he was essentially the pecorino of that Florida Panthers team um <laughs> I, I think you know but I don't think he's that good. Like it, mm. he's not that good. But I mean, he's good. Not, not, not anymore. Yeah. I, like I think I think expecting him to go into into next season and be that goalie is is a fool's errand. Um, not I saying that he it, won't be efficient, but uh, you know, I just, yeah, he's 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 getting older. T- father time stops for no man. Um, and Brian and, and I hear that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and goaltending is. You know, we've talked about it so much. It's it's you you can't you can't know. Like, um, and you know, as much as I would like to not like to, as much as I have made the predictions in the past saying that Spencer Knight is currently the worst of the three goalies between Jesper Yaroslav Askarov and himself, like, you know, who he could come out next season and be, you know, lights out. He could be nine twenty-five save percentage. Yeah. Certain goals saved above his back. Like you just don't know. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think, I think Spencer Knight's going to be good. You know, he's such a sound goalie. I think that's, that's his calling card is, is he's, you know, you watch, there's a lot more, there's a lot more similarities between Jesper Wallstedt and Spencer Knight than, you know, either of them to Yaroslav Askarov yeah I was gonna say
0: (laughs) you know we we say the same thing about UC Saros like he is a technical goaltender his you know his movements are all very efficient like he he does there's no wasted movement in his thing he's very precise he's careful he's very attentive to like everything that you know that's what Spencer Knight's kind of like uh that's not Yaroslav Askarov Askarov is he plays from his gut and and we love it it's Um, Carey
3: Price-esque it's it's you know Carry Price, carry Price was not afraid to flop around, but like, you know, you watch, you watch him in net and it's, you know, instead of, you know, sliding all the way over and then having to slide all the way back out of position and then whatever, he would have one push where he'd just be, he, he and he, it would take one push for him to be like right in the right position. And, and that's kind of, you know, there's not a ton of Flailing around. It's it's super calm. His arms are where they need to be. Uh, you know, he sees the puck really well. Um, and a player, you know, a goalie that I think a lot of people kind of gloss over. That I remember being, you know, watching in person and being impressed with how technically sound they were, um, was Connor Ingram. Mm. Um, like, you know, he's a he's kind of a random, like pull-out-of-the-pile goaltender at this point, but You know, he was a guy when he, you know, was traded from Tampa and came over to the Preds. I watched him in in a couple of preseason games and I was like, this guy, he doesn't move at all. Like he, he does, you know, he's so calm. And it's, it's for a team like the Panthers who, you know, possess the puck, they, they're, you know, they're everywhere, they're flying around the ice. Um, That's, that's what you need. And, Mm -hmm. Knight's Knight has championship experience. He won the world juniors. He was, you know, incredible during that USA run. Um, And, you know, he's just, he's unbelievably calm. Like it's kind of scary how calm he is. Um, Yeah. I I think, I think Spencer Knight's going to be a big thing. It'll be interesting to see how he bounces back after, you know, what happened last season and, and, you know, having to be put in the, the, player assistance program and, and all that. I mean, I know, you know, I, I read something, you know, he wants to be back. He's excited to be back. He wanted to be on the ice for practices and stuff. Um, yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see how he bounces back from that. Um, but overall, yeah, I mean, I think they had, I don't think they really had to do much, but the stuff that they did do was, was positive.
0: Yeah. No, I was going to say a little trivia for you. Cause these are things I didn't realize, uh, in the last 20 years, there's only been three goaltenders to win the Vezina more than once. Can you name them? The last how many years like 20 years yeah last 20 years uh and this is a question where i knew two out of the three immediately and if i knew that then you should know jeff i mean one is like the last one to win like a ton in a row
3: was vasilevsky one of them
0: no actually
3: See that's I, I need to get that out of the way because in Why, the back I, of my ask mind. You,
0: what do you think brought this question up? What player do you think brought this question up? It was, it was
3: Sergei Bobrovsky.
0: Yeah, he's too, he's one yeah, of them. Yeah, I figured I figured Bob was one of them. Um, there's um, Tim Thomas.
3: Oh, he won a, he won a Vesna twice. Man, uh-huh. I don't I don't know enough about Tim
0: Thomas. I'll I'll tell you that much. Yeah, he, he and then of course Martin Martin Brodeur he won. The okay. Those four. Yeah. But I mean yeah. like so I mean like. Bobrovsky is a guy who was good. Like he was an excellent goaltender. I mean, he run the, you know, his second win was the year before Pekka won it, you know, and he deserved it. I think he really did deserve it that year. Uh, it's just, again, he, he's on the way. And so at this point, like it's probably not a great situation for him thinking that he was going to go into Florida and maybe have a little bit more time as the, as the, the starter in net, but that's a player that you can afford to kind of have as your backup. And let him you know let him get a little bit of confidence back you know don't put the team on his back the successful team that you know because it's like what october usually and Bobrovsky just tanks just i don't know what it is i don't know if it's halloween or something else like that it's
3: like but it's like uc sorrows in the first month of the year
0: that's getting better though but we'll talk it about that here in a few that'll get we'll it's talk true. about that in a few weeks um yeah. So I don't know. It's it's I I just I don't see, you know, uh, one of my favorite media people now covering the Panthers down there. Shout out to you, Colby. Uh, You know, I I just I like what they're doing. And I you're right. We are strangely optimistic about the teams in this division. But I think it's just kind of a you've got teams that are fun right now and you've got teams that are going to be fun in the future. And Montreal, so I mean, it's
3: like <laughs> it's it's Cole Caulfield's going to score fifty goals next year, and you're going to regret saying that.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, that's fine if he wants to become the Connor McDavid of of lighting up the league and not so being able to, the, the team goals, dragging him down.
3: If he scores fifty goals, man, I don't think anybody's going to care. <laughs> like
0: no, I don't think what, so either. Like what, what
3: else is going on hey, in Montreal?
0: Like, a, like, like I said, fellow short king, I am all I am here for it. That's
3: right. That's right.
0: There you go uh next up in the final three here the tampa bay
1: lightning jeff is the dynasty over in tampa bay sir
3: uh well speaking of andre vasilevsky i just wanted to just wanted to say uh don't kill me for not knowing the vesna trivia and i'm shocked that andre vasilevsky has not won multiple Vesnas, but it feels like that could happen any year um Mm. but i I mean i don't know i I would say the dynasty's over but I, i don't think they're I don't Bad. think their window. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think their window of contention is over. Mm. Um, you know, I, I think you know, Nikita Kucherov is is unbelievable. You know, he had 113 points last year, which is nuts. Braden Point scored 51 goals. Um, fellow short king um, mm-hmm. who scores fifty who scored 50 goals. <laughs> um, you know, Steven Stamkos had 80. He was over a point per game last year. 34 goals. Brandon Hagel had 30 goals uh which is awesome shout out to him uh victor I mean Victor hedman's always really good. They did lose uh ross Colton, which sucks um you know he's a he's gonna be a great ad for the the avalanche um but yeah i I think you know i I'm not like pessimistic about the lightning just because they still have these weapons um and they added Connor sherry, who I am a huge fan of um
0: uh you know they lost cory perry um can you really i mean oh i'm sorry i was gonna say you can lose uh cory perry you can't you don't miss him but you can lose him
3: i i mean he brought he brought something to that team i i will say i, I mean us on the outside looking in i'm you know as a, i'm sure tampa fans will miss him in some respect um but yeah i mean they lost you know patrick maroon's gone they they lost some depth guys which Hurts a little bit, um, but they have guys that, that can replace that. You know, Nick Paul's still there. Um, they brought in Tyler Mott, who I love that addition. That's great. Um, yeah. big Tyler Mott fan. Um, you know, going back to his Vancouver days, uh, um, Jano's still there. I don't think I don't just going to touch on this topic right now. I don't think Tanner Jano is as good as Preds fans make him out to be. Um, mm. but I don't think tanner janeau is as bad as tampa fans think he is mm-hmm. um you know I, he he suffered he suffered on both ends of the shooting percentage spectrum on in nashville he had he was shooting almost 20 percent he was <laughs> he was which is nuts which again
0: it's, um, it's, it's super sustainable if you're not a stats yeah. guy chase uh, t- yeah 20 yeah. percent is like it's everybody does that in the nhl yeah um, well it's also like
1: thank you for your service because that trade was great, so he's like right. any Preds fan who complains about that. It's like no, thank you for your service, because that's that could pay dividends down the line. I mean, he was he was a fun guy
0: to watch. He was entertaining, mm-hmm. and that rookie year
3: was crazy. it was fun. Yeah, I, I, that's what that's what you know. That's what I'm. I'm gonna come out and say it. Like you know, Nashville fans they they love they love the fun guys to watch. They might not be the best players, but they love the fun guys to watch. Rocco mm. Grimaldi being one of them. We already touched on him. You know, I, I think. Tanner Janot, he appealed to the animalistic parts of our hockey watching brains. He hit people really hard. He went to the front of the net. He got into fights. He, you know, you know, made people angry. He scored goals at an insane rate. Like I, I mean, the I, guy's
0: undrafted. I mean, this undrafted guy. I mean, that's yeah, he's a good story. There was no expectations behind him, and so it was fun to follow. You know,
3: it was fun, but also like at a, at a certain point. And if you if you go back and read my Twitter feed, there's a certain point where I'm like, guys, you have to calm down. He's not gonna do this for his career. He's he we let's have fun saying that he's an undrafted, you know, free agent that scored almost he scored 20 something goals. Twenty-four. Twenty-four goals, but but let's also remember that he's an undrafted free agent that was playing in the ECHL before like you know shout out to my ECHL guys but like come on like it's not that just doesn't happen that's just not mm-hmm. the fair
0: hockey. to be fair he played six in two years he played eight games in the ECHL for, for the Everblades so still yes, though I right he's he has a player and, and I'll, I'll take it and put it to Preds fans a different little bit different way if you're Tanner Janot and like I now we can pretend like he had a say in this he didn't but he, they pretend he had a say in this and you're looking at the state of Nashville right now. You're looking at the state of Tampa right now. These are teams that were that have been good, you know, Tampa more so than than Nashville, but you know, are in various states of like kind of just coming down from that window. And you're at Tanner Genoa where you went, you know, 24 your first season, and then you had 56 games where you scored five, and then he did scored once with with Tampa in 20 games. If you're a guy like Tangerineau, undrafted free agent, like did not spend a ton of time in like an organizational pipeline developing Like, what do you think is going to be better for Tanner Gino's career in the next two or three years? Do you think it'll be better for him playing in Tampa, or do you think it'll be better for him playing in Nashville? For him personally, because I think I know the answer to that. But also, you know, he's he's a player that he's also going to probably do well eventually because he has a better chance of doing well because he's got a better team around him than he would in Nashville. So if you're a Tanner Gino fan, like. I get it. It's fun. This isn't one of those, you know, where it's just a a bandwagon where we're all piling on the guy because, I mean, everybody really did like him. But, you know, if you're a fan of of, of the player, you know, Tanner Janot is in a good spot and it really benefited Nashville. And I think Nashville is not he's not he was not going to be a difference maker. You know, he wasn't going to single-handedly get them. You know, ten more wins this season just from his play, and that's okay because that's not who he was meant to be. So I, it's it's one of those that's like, yeah, Tampa fans are really down on him. But I mean, if we were in, if I was in their shoes, I would be too because God, that was a weird trade. Um, so
3: I mean, I, I just I, I you know, he's fun to watch. I I think mm-hmm. that's I think that's a fair assessment. I think if you come at me and you're like, you know why are you so down on him? It's not because he's not a fun guy to watch. It's not because he's, you know, a bad player. It's just because the way he's being talked about is, is nuts. I'm sorry, but he's not the next Tom Wilson. Okay. Like he's, he's just not, and that's okay. He doesn't have to be, he's a third liner on a fantastic Tampa Bay team. And that's Mm -hmm. great. He's not going to score what he's not going to be a guy that only scores one goal in 20 games. I think anybody that thinks that, I think they're wrong because he was <laughs> last year, even in Nashville, he suffered from poor shooting numbers. Like yeah. it wasn't just a, it wasn't a, an isolated thing in Tampa. It was, uh, he was at the top of the, of the, of the shooting percentage heap. And then he dropped all the way down to the bottom. And I'm sure he's somewhere in the middle. If he scores 10, 15 goals next year, I'd be like, hell yeah, that's great. That's exactly what I would expect him to do.
0: Um, Yeah. And if you're a Tampa fan, think of it this way. Like now you get to feel good about having a Corey Perry type player without having to feel gross because you have Corey Perry.
3: Yeah. Oh, he's, he's, I would say like, even if he, he's going to fulfill other roles that, you know, a Patrick Maroon would have filled or a Corey Perry would have fulfilled. Like he's, he's going to do more things than just his scoring. You know, it doesn't justify what he, what Tampa gave up for him, but he's going to be a useful player. And there's no doubt in my mind about that. Um, but anybody holding out hope or, or, you know, going on the interwebs and proclaiming him as the next Tom Wilson, I think you're, uh, you're going to be in for a bitter surprise. Um,
0: I, that's, that's surprising. I don't think I've seen that comparison. Oh <laughs> yeah. It's, it's out there, man. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, no, I, I mean, I th-
3: going back to the the whole team, instead of just Tanner, Genoa, I, you know, you know, they have, a, they have a solid foundation, as they have, you know, for a long time now. Um, Andre Vasilevsky's still in net. He's still incredible, you know, mm-hmm. top three goalie in the league. Victor Hedman is still Victor Hedman. Uh, Mikhail Sagachev he's he's a great player. Anthony Sorelli, haven't even touched on him yet. He's one of my favorite players in the NHL, I think. Um, I think one of the most overlooked second-line centers in the entire league. Um, but, yeah, I, I think, you know, uh I think Nick Perbix is gonna be an interesting guy to watch next year. Um yeah, you know, I I think they have they have a, a good team um that can contend if they if they if they get the uh the kind of performances from the guys that you know are the same kind of performances, I should say. I mean I think you need Steven Stamkos to be healthy. Um and he was last year, which was great. It was so mm-hmm. fun to watch a healthy Steven Stamkos. Um and you know, you saw what Tampa could do uh you know with him. Um Brad, I I don't know if they need 50 goals from Braden Point again, but I'm sure they're gonna get 40, 45, mm-hmm. maybe 50 goals again from him. Um he's awesome. Uh yeah, I think I think they're a good team. I thought they had a they had a solid offseason, um, replaced some depth guys. Um, you know, I wouldn't say upgraded their defense, but uh, you know changed you know filtered things out um and their goaltending is andre vasilevsky so i think they'll be okay there uh
1: final two here the toronto maple leafs brian
3: oh this is a fun one for you brian yeah it is this Um, is a fun one yeah so
0: um, many are saying this is the year they win the stanley cup many say that quite a bit i was gonna say Um, many
3: have been saying that since more than six teams were in the
0: league and since, since I was born. <laughs> uh, yeah, since I since I am wearing a hat of the NFL's own Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, mm. <laughs> essentially, I mean, it's it's hard because I think by nature I'm kind of pessimistic about teams and aside from the fact that it's incredibly fun to make fun of the Maple Leafs just because it's just a, it's a universal bonding thing. I mean, it's it's there's such an interesting franchise to look at because it's one of those where you know, it reminds me like of of kind of Dallas in the the late nineties as they are coming out of those Super Bowl wins. Or um, you know, like the 49ers were kind of in that same era. Uh, you know, teams like St. Louis before they finally kind of pushed themselves over. Like those teams that were like they had the talent, they were always they were almost right there, but just something happened. Um, and, and it's again, like, I mean, if you look at the team, I mean they've got they've got three guys that are making over $10 million in Austin Matthews, John Tavares, and Mitch Marner. And that's probably what in total? That's thirty-four million dollars well spent. I mean, yeah, I think that's fine. I think you justify paying that much for those three players. I mean, I think honestly, they probably could have, they probably could have paid that. thirteen, the new deal with with Matthews at thirteen, still not a bad deal. And what? And he got it only for four years too. So I mean, those are guys that you want. You got you got William Nylander, who you know. Give it, uh, let's say, let's say two months before we start to hear the Nylander to Nashville trade rumors again. Um, mm. But that'll happen. But then, of course, you've got guys like Tyler Bertuzzi. Uh, speaking of guys like Corey Perry with like Max Domi. Um, and um, there was one guy on the team, which uh, also, let me, before I get to him, uh, they brought in John Klingberg, longtime Dallas guy, I, 4.1 million. uh I mean, granted most of my memories of John Klingberg are kind of tainted with him um uh in overtime or was it overtime or the end of regulation when he uh he was bringing the puck around there down a goal with the net pull, the goalie pulled and At the end he, of regulation yeah that was his funny coffee. I was yeah, there was for that game bolts. it was
3: great yeah Nick Bonino uh,
0: converting uh, yeah. on that or yes rest in peace buddy we miss you um a guy that i was so wrong about and ended up loving so much um but yeah and so like i don't know that that's it i mean you've got guys where it's 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 kind of it's like one of those again it's hard because again you look at a team like this and you're like on paper this should be a pretty good team mm. on paper this is a team that i think is in position to succeed i think that they are still a team that the talent where they're at like those those four or five teams we talked about at the bottom of the division, like those are teams that could have the talent and be very very good. But Toronto has it now, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and so th- there's that. You know, you got Ilya Samsonov and, and Martin Jones, um, you know, in there, and jo- Joseph Wolf in and, and net, which is which is fine. Um, Mark Giordano, uh, I didn't, I completely forgot that he was there. Um, I didn't also realize he was 39 years old. Holy moly. Um, but no, but talk about another guy who had a career season last year and um, I have a, I had a quote and I can't find it right now from some guy who, who talked about this player a few years back saying that his game had become more complete and, and, with his previous team over the, the, the final years that he, he was he was there with the team. He was always been a guy that was kind of a glue guy, a do everything third line type of player. Um, but he started to come out and be kind of a player, make, being able to start making plays of his own, and that's what we saw last year in Toronto with my boy Cali Yarncroke, scoring t- a career high twenty goals last season with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, I like, I, I really like Cali Yarncroke, and I'm happy that he's he's succeeding. I think he's been doing. You know, I'm glad that the you know he wasn't just a guy who Nashville fans will remember, and everybody else will be like, uh, oh yeah, him. Um, I think he's a. I think he's a good player. He's not going to be some Hall of Famer. He's not going to be a guy that's going to, you know, going to change the outcome of a ton of games for the Maple Leafs. But it's super cool to see, you know, you know, since that he left the Predators last uh, last four seasons, last two with the last two of the Predators, fifteen goals, thirteen goals, and then twelve goals, then twenty. So I mean, and that was split between the Flames and the Kraken a year ago. But it's a guy that it's cool to see. You know, the Iron Hook has always been that type of player. But hey, you know what? He became like. he's Craig Smith now. He's got Mm. 20 goals. He's the Craig Smith now, you know, like he's, that's where he's at. So I think that's really cool. Um, Obviously, they've, organizationally, you know, Kyle Dubas is is gone, Um, which again, like objectively, you could say like, I don't know if they should have done that, but at the same time, I can understand why you want to go with the fresh start. Um, And again, they, you know, they got, they got business taken care of getting guys signed. It's, they're a team that's got. A, they're, just a, they're just an interesting, interesting team because again, it's like you you, th- you look at it and you're like, okay, this is Toronto. So there should be more wrong with this team than I'm just than I don't. I'm not seeing. And throughout the regular season, you're gonna be like, no, no, everything looks great. They are that good. Um, but you know, I just don't know that that's gonna last. You like, is Morgan Riley gonna be back in form? Uh, you know, it, it's. I'm not sure. So, I mean, it's it's hard. I think of any of the rest of the teams that we're talking about, I think they have the biggest... They will... I think they could regress um, just because they are, they're they a very top-heavy team, but, you know, look at the depth, see, you know, goaltending, I'm not entirely sure with. You know, it's not super strong, um, but, you know, I, it's hard to see, you know, them being able to be a much better team. Like, I don't see that them keeping up with a team like Florida, just the way that Florida's built. Now, again, we're basing Florida's future performance based off of a pretty good playoff run. Uh, But I feel, you know, I think I feel pretty confident with the fact that that play, that team got better. Um, And there's not a ton for, for, for Toronto that I think that, that makes them there, you know, that does, that takes an already very, very good team, very good regular season team, you know, and makes them that much better. So, I mean, yeah, just because they didn't improve as much, mostly just because they didn't have as much room to improve, but uh, you know, it's 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 hard it's hard to sit there and be like, this is the year, this is the one. Um, you know, you got Bertuzzi, Domi, Klingberg. Like, I just don't think those guys are going to be difference makers. I mean, just just being honest, and and they're gonna have a really good special teams. They're gonna have a good offense. Um, but I mean, again, like I think Nylander for whatever reason why Toronto fans don't like him, like I think he'll move this season after you know years of of rumors um but i mean we'll see i just it's they're a hard team to kind of peg just for the fact that it's like they kind of they they did stuff it's like nothing's bad but like i don't see anything that convinces me that this is the year they get over the hump i like it
1: final team here the boston bruins who would give anything for the season to start tomorrow to just (laughs) make the lat the the lasting memory of this offseason being what happened to the Bruins that um, all of NHL fans outside of uh, the, the good folks up there in Boston enjoyed immensely. What happened uh, to the Bruins made history in the way that you really don't want to make history um, an all time great year. It's uh, I think it's fair to say probably not going to replicate that in the regular season next year. Uh, might be a guess um, we get to see uh how much they're going to rest guys because that is going to be a talking point all year in Boston is who gets rest and uh, how that's going to work uh, for that group to make sure that what happens in the playoff does not happen once again. But Jeff, when you look at this offseason, does it lend itself to another best overall team in this division once again or no?
3: Horrible. Nope. Mm. Nope. This is I, I said I said a little earlier. I was like, I, I'm going to be negative. And I'm negative. Uh Boston is not gonna be very good this year, I don't think. When you say um, not very
1: good, what do you mean? How bad are we talking here, do you think?
3: Third. I think they're competing for the fourth spot. Okay. I think they're third or fourth. I think I think David Pasternak and Brad Marshand are good enough to keep them in it. And I think Linus Allmark will be, you know, he'll be good. I think Jeremy Swimman will be good.
0: Um, I think we sell will probably be like maybe fourth best goaltender in the league. Good. Just like last year. <laughs>
3: yeah. And Ch- I think, you know, Charlie McAvoy's really good. Hampus Lindholm is, is those three. I think McAvoy grows like Lindholm. Those three guys are, you know, they're a solid, a, a solid base of, of the defense core. Um, I don't know if Jake DeBrusque makes it through the, through the year, um, without being moved. Um, you know Morgan Geeky's fine. They brought back Milan Lucic for God knows what reason. Uh, James Van Riemsdyk for God knows what reason. I mean, it's the same. Can, it's the
0: same reason. There's like two people on Twitter who suggest him every single time the conversation about who Nashville could get as a free agent. Yeah, uh, just, yeah.
3: He can he can stand in front of the net and deflect pucks, and he, like he's not completely useless, but he's. You know, he's, he's just old. He didn't do anything. He's, you know, he gets hurt. Like I, I, you know, um, but man, the top two centers being Charlie Coyle and Pavel Zaka is a mess. Mm. Uh, no Patrice Bergeron, um, no David Cricci. I just, that's a huge hole. Um, you know, I don't think it's a big enough hole to say that they're out of the playoffs entirely, but I also, you know, would I take, you know, would I take Tampa over them? Yeah. Would I take Toronto over them? Yeah. In the regular season, especially. Um, Would I take Florida over them? Probably. The real question is, would I take Buffalo or Ottawa over them? Um, And, you know, you could probably convince me, uh, but I think, you know, David Pasternak's arguably the best goal scorer in the entire league right now. He scored 61 last year, um, which is, you know, phenomenal. I mean, granted, his team was also phenomenal last year. But, um, yeah, and I think Brad Marchand is is one of the best wingers in the NHL. You know, I think they have two of the top five to seven wingers in the entire league. Um, and I think Charlie McAvoy – has pushed himself into a top three to five spot among all defensemen. Um, the kid's elite. The he like he's he is one of my favorite defensemen to watch. He's not going to be, you know, Kale McCarr skating around everybody or Roman Yossi skating around everybody or you yeah, know, yeah. all of that fun stuff. But man, there's just like on a physical level, on a on a two way level, uh, I just I just don't think there's any better. I don't think there's a better defenseman you know, out there right now. Um, I'm sure there's arguments that could be made for the, against that, but I, from, from what I've seen and, and, you know, what I've looked at numbers wise, I, I just think, you know, he's, it's hard to argue that, um, you know, outside of like a Kale McCarr, who is the best defenseman in the NHL, stuff like that. Um, but, you know, I, I think, you know, I think Linus Allmark is, is going to have to be good. Like a, he's going to have to have another year, like, we'll yeah, see last he, year,
0: we'll, we'll see if he earned the Vesna with a team that's not going to be. That's team. right.
3: That's right. That'll be uh, that will be interesting because, you know, Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci are two very good defensive centers. You know, Patrice yeah, Patrice Bergeron, was, yeah, Patrice was the, pretty good. Yeah, he was, all he right. was
0: fine. He, yeah, yeah, I think they're uh, going to rename an award basically. after Yeah. Him. But yeah, yeah, he's all right. Um, but Yeah. Like he, you know,
3: they they took a lot of the I think, you know, I think Brad Marchand is is I think I think Bergeron. Pasternak and Marshand are are three guys that you can really look at and be like you know even like especially for Pasternak like I'm impressed that a guy who can score 61 goals in a year can also be like an average to above average defensive player. Um like you know Brad Marshand I don't think I don't think Brad Marshand had you know the year that he would have liked to last year he scored 67 points in 73 games. Um you know, Pasternak at 113, which is you know crazy. For reference, Pasternak was first on the team at 113, and Marshon was second at 67. So that just that just kind of <laughs> explains to you the the gap between the the first and second places. But you know, I I think Marshon's a guy that you know that can be up and around a point per game, if not more. Um, But yeah, I mean, they lost. You know, Bergeron was their third leading scorer. Kreitchi was their fifth leading scorer. Um, you know, they lost those two guys, and that's, you know, that's not going to be an easy hole to replace. You know, they don't have Taylor Hall anymore. Um, he was there, he was 10th overall in scoring for them. Not great, but he scored 16 goals. Um, and he was also, uh, you know, he, he's Taylor Hall. He's a, a fast guy that can control the puck and create plays with his skating. Um, Dimitri Orlov, uh, he's not here anymore. He's not there anymore. He was great for the 23 games that he played with them uh Bertuzzi's not there anymore uh Craig Smith is gone you know uh, me rip, to Cra- it. <laughs> rip rip, Craig Smith uh Craig Smith. he's he's with that he's with Matt Duchesne in Dallas now is he um, really I think so yeah, yeah if I, I, I remember it. correctly
0: that's, that's a cool move um,
3: yeah I think that's really cool uh but yeah he's with Dallas okay just want to make sure um yeah I think they lost a lot of guys that are scoring threats um and guys that you know can be effective on the defensive end of the ice so it'll be interesting to see kind of how they adjust to that um you know they don't have a number one center right now and that's going to be a big question mark going into next year um you know because no one's going to fulfill what patrice bergeron is and what he does but you know i'm sure you could find a way to you know money ball it and recreate it in the aggregate i guess but uh yeah that's going to be that's i mean that's i'm not i i just you know they lost a lot of guys so this offseason i can't be positive about for them at all
0: so here's where i'm gonna i'm not going to necessarily disagree with it i'm not going to necessarily be positive but i will say if you look at this team and you say that they lost you say without any other context you say you know patrice bergeron um and david Krejci, like they're gone and for a lot you know Obviously, you're gonna be like, though it's two great players." But like you said, third, fifth leading scores, and you're like if you tell that, and then you're like, "But you still have David Pasternak and Brad Marchand. You've got Charlie Coyle." Like you've, I think that that's a that's a they can go from being insanely good to pretty damn good, and that I mean that's a a reasonable drop off to expect. Uh, again, Omar as much as I like to to poke fun at the whole Vezna situation, like he's a good goaltender. And, you know, that's, that's, that's just how it is. Like you just, if you're not good, you don't win those games, no matter if the team in front of you is doing that well, like you, it doesn't work. Um, and, and I think that they're in a better position. Again, they're not going to, I don't know that they'll finish. They're going to fit, win the division and walk away with it. You know, president's trophy, all of that. But I mean, like, I still think that they will be a better team than Toronto. Um, you know, and I think that they're one of the things we haven't talked about at all too, is you look at, cap space right now remaining for some of these teams so boston right now is sitting at they've got a little under nine hundred thousand dollars in cap space now let's go through let's go through so the next team with l- less cap space um that we've talked about um you go down all the way to the florida panthers so they're just 1.2 million dollars over the cap reasonable that's something that you know there's that happens uh and then you get to montreal 4.8 million dollars over the cap right now the Tampa Bay Lightning, the second worst team, six point nine million dollars over the cap, and then you have the Toronto Maple Leafs, who are sitting at thirteen point two million dollars. Now, I know that they've like, they've already squirreled away, and everybody kind of the open secret is is they've got guys, they've got you know ten million of that's going to go sit on L- a long term IR, and they're just going to stash them there, and that's what it's going to do. But you know, that's not a if you're looking at a team, those three teams, t- Tampa, Toronto, and Boston, and it comes trade deadline. Which one of these teams do you think is having to like shuffle a ton of stuff around to try to make a move and which one of them is going, yeah, we've got two guys we can throw you, you know, send us over a a good, you know, send us over a good you know top 6 center. I think that Boston is able to do that. I think they're in a good spot to where the core of what they have left is still very good and that it doesn't have to be a thing where this team is going to be on a decline for a long time. I mean, again, everybody loves to hate a guy like Brad Marchand. I personally I I I love him. I I love his, you know, I just I love that he exists to make people mad. Um, you know, but it, but he's an excellent hockey player and there's these guys the team is still still loaded. Um, and you know, so' I, I'm, I'm much higher on on Boston. Again, it's you can't we're not they're not gonna replicate what they did last year. Losing Patrice Bergeron is hard. But I'd say if you have to lose Patrice Bergeron, do it as the Boston Bruins, you know, like that if that's that's the team that can handle that, you know um, And so I, I just I think that Boston still is in a good spot to continue to contend. I think that they I don't think the first line center thing will be as much of an issue. Um, as the thing, because I think they'll address it, but I, I you know, I think it's not going to be too big. But yeah, I mean, like, they're not going to be a wild card team, that's for sure. I mean, I, ref- I, you can quote me on that, but I just, I don't think that they can drop low enough to not finish top three in the division. May I mean, I, I mean he- hesitant to say top, you know, if they if they're they finish third, I don't think they'll finish third in the division to be honest. But I do think that they've got a lot more going for them with the potential of of this season, and like you know, Toronto's in a win now, like in the next couple of years, like they are going to be win now, do what you can. And so they're going to be up against the cap. They're going to be making moves. They're going to be trading away prospects. Like Boston can kind of just, they can kind of just keep on, you know, they can, they can take that approach, you know, where, okay, let's just reload, which again, we made fun of people for saying that for so long. But I mean, again, if some of teams going to be able to reload instead of rebuild, it's also Boston. So I like it. Atlantic Division done. Where are we going uh, next week, fellas? So, so next week, well, we're gonna we're heading over to the Western Conference, and since of course Central is going to be last, well, we got to go out to the West Coast, which so, some more uh, some more of my favorite teams in the NHL. So I'm looking forward to that. But what I'm looking forward to even more is here in a couple weeks when we do our Central preview because we have agreed that uh, Jeff and I will cover. We'll alternate some teams. We'll we'll cover it. But but our very own host, Chase, is going to give us our National Predators preview, Ooh-hoo-hoo. which I'm very excited for. And, and that is not me trying to be like backhandedly mean. Like, I'm very, I want to see how much of it, like, how many of the stupid things I say that come I'll back to So, how much now. of us has, has rubbed <laughs> like, off on Chase? but but i like i know i know you're a you're a great sports journalist so i'm very excited just to get your a fresh like outside perspective to a guy who's not just in the hockey like you don't have hockey brain yet chase and so it'll be interesting to see
1: i i just have dumb fan brain where i'm just watching like oh oh, i'm just the i'm i get just
0: redneck mad watching the prides on as long as you don't
3: proclaim rocco grimaldi as the savior of the franchise i think we'll be
0: okay He's there been around us too long that we're gonna ruin him from all of that. So, no. that was good. I think this is gonna be a really fun division. I think this was a little bit. It seemed like a lot more positive than when we did
2: the yes. metro. Very <laughs> um,
1: a lot of teams moving in the right direction, which means there's going to be some teams that go in the wrong direction that we thought were going in the right direction. Oh, uh, for sure, this year. So,
0: so Jeff, like real quick, who's winning? Who's winning the uh, the Atlantic? I'm
3: gonna go to Toronto. Mm. Wow. Like I got Toronto, Tampa Bay. Um who finishes last? Montreal. Uh, I think I think Montreal.
1: Yeah. Okay. Who is uh, the biggest drop off from a year ago? Who uh, drops the most spot?
0: Boston.
3: Boston. Okay. Cool I think most. I think just I think just naturally it has to be Boston.
0: Yeah. Okay. I think that's I mean, yeah, as far as the drop off again.
3: I was say you can't really not drop off far from sixty five wins in an eighty two game yeah. season. Uh yeah, I'd say boss.
1: I don't think Bruin fans are expecting it though. This will be uh, if they. Are... I don't know.
3: I, I don't know. I haven't really like gauged where they're at for this. I season. mean, it's,
1: mm.
0: it's it's hard being in the city. And being, Duncan, man, and Get being the second best That's hockey right. team. It's, it's hard mm. being the second best hockey team in 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 that city, or at least for now, or was at the point in time. And they're they're they were very good last season, but they weren't the Boston Pride. So okay. oh.
1: Shots fired You're at like, the very yeah. end here. Well, um, I mean, there's no
0: shots fired because the Boston Pride do not exist anymore. It. So yeah. that's
1: another they, podcast um, for another day. Uh, Brian Bastin on the com. Go subscribe today. Uh, if you have not already done so, uh, go subscribe to Renegades of Puck on YouTube as more offseason, like uh, way back when machine basically going on on Renegades of Puck. So go check that out and then jeff middleton uh on the forecheck he's writing about nashville fc he's writing about the the yankees um and i'm sure by next week he'll be writing about aj swan uh being the worst quarterback in the sec <laughs> with the Vanderbilt commodores uh it's just one thing after another uh with jeff middleton but uh thank you as always and i'll talk to y'all next week
3: Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast, hell yeah.
1: ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show
2: that we recommend.